Hello there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sithtech Snapshot podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Darren Granger, and with me, I've got the immortal vampire himself, Bob D. Hello there. And with less personality than a vulture droid, we've got a special guest, Robert Ram. Hello there. Well, that's harsh, isn't it? Harsh, but fair, like the KGB. Oh, wow, okay. So, uh, this week we're going to do uh, a chat about, um, there was a, an IQ Spring uh, event today um, over in Huddersfield, which a few of the guys from the team went to, and then we're going to talk about some weird and wonderful rules interactions that have come about that haven't necessarily changed in the latest rules update, but have become more relevant because people are using different chips because of the points update. So, let's kick off with Bob. Uh, you went to the event today at IQ Games. What were you running? What did you come up against? What did you do? How did you find it? Um, I took four Jump Masters because I miss them and they're cheap now. Um, I had Teltravera, I had Nom Lum, and two contracted scouts. All of them had Ion Cannons. Teltravera had Dengar Crew, and Nom Lum had a hull uh, upgrade because we were playing hyperspace. So they were um, interesting, although I can't help but feeling that everybody's forgotten how to fly against jump masters. <laughs> no one's flown against jump masters in almost two years. Yeah, it's an interesting list composition you've got there. I mean, most people would say, um, why would you not have Dengar on Tom and hull upgrade on Tell? Well, it's, it's really because of the way that uh, the the special rules on those things interact and the, the, the timing because the initiative makes quite a difference to both of those upgrades. With Dengar, if you're playing against a list that will be taking focuses all across the board, most ships will rather lose a focus token than face a red dice. So if you're stripping a focus token off something a la Hotshot Copilot, then better to do that at higher initiative. Uh, okay. So... Uh, if you're presenting a target that that is is more attractive on that front, then that can that can work. The other reason is that you don't want to lump a load of points onto Nom because Nom is already the guy who's at the front of the charge, and if you stick loads more points on him, then he just becomes the guy who dies first and costs you most, and you're handing over the best target to your opponent, which is why he's also got the hull upgrade, because with hull upgrade, he just lasts a little bit longer. If you do manage to make it out of the initial engage with him, with uh, only taking uh, four damage, then it, it means that he's a bit more secure on his half points. And sticking it on Tell, if Tell is needing the hull upgrade when he returns to the board, you pretty much already lost that match. Okay. Uh, so so I, I see the logic, but almost invariably I found that uh, with the lower initiative, it was always Norm at the front, then the scouts, and then it was trying to find a role for, for Teltravora. And I think of all the ships in, in that list, Teltravora was, was by far the weakest. I had It was a three-game event. I, I started off with a loss against uh, Al, who was running his very uh, traditional... Boba Fett and Fenrau list. Uh, it's fair to say that he had the better of the dice, but it's also fair to say that he comfortably outflew me with his ships. Uh, the next game I was facing uh, Paul Watley 
which led to an interesting rules interaction that I will come back to. And he was running a uh, beef list with the Republic Y-Wings and a pair of uh, ARCs. And that involved me ramming up the, the right-hand flank, blocking him for turn after turn. And it turns out that three dice against one dice is better than four dice against two dice, which is about right, I think, on the maths at range one. And the jumps are, are built for that. They, they could take it. And then the, the last game was against uh, young Will Watley, who was running five A-wings. The dice were kind to me when I played... Uh, Watley Senior, but playing Watley Junior, the dice were incredibly kind to me. And I think what I have taken away from my first uh, competitive event in, in hyperspace is that dice really do matter a lot now. Good. So, Rob, special yes. guest of the week. How about yourself? Um, well, I went... 3-0 and at the event, but came second because Al's ridiculous MOV um, managed to squeeze him at the first place. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, in, that's interesting. From what I hear, you normally come first. But less about that, let's get back to x <laughs> Um So I was running Separatists. Um, I had three Hyenas and three Vulture Droids. Um, on the Hyenas, I had DBS-32C with Kraken. Um, two Techno Union bombers with proton torpedoes, and one had the DRK-1 probe droids, mm -hmm. uh, just because I don't want to engage on your terms. I'll just engage when I want to, when I've got on my locks. Um, and I've got the, th the three vultures have Discord missiles, so I'm able to create a, like a range two no-fly zone in front of the list, um, where, where they can go having DBS barrel them at the start of engagement to catch aces out um, and also been able to coordinate D DBS 32C has seen like no play at all um, from locally and what, when I'm watching over on streams things he's probably the most best kept secret that has never been used where he's a pure counter to anything ace wise being able to barrel lock with a Topping hyena or a barrel rolling calculating vulture droid to buzz an ace with a low health. It's insane. I mean, you've been you've been running this list for a while, so I, I remember you I, running it back at you. I ran this. I ran this list the day I I built this list on on the train to IQ the day that the hyena came out. I built it on the train, and it hasn't changed apart from when the points just changed and went down by four points. Um, so I upgraded a, pla a plasma to now a proton torpedo. So your list actually got cheaper. It got cheaper and better. Interesting. Um, because of the point, like because no one sees hyenas anywhere, and still don't think they will. Okay. So, uh, so what did you play, come up against today? Um, well, I, what was it to begin with? I played against. Um, young uh, James Franklin, who had a Bob FN. Um, I just he, he managed to catch me out with a proton bomb at one point and crits across the board, but nothing too major. Um, managed to grab a win on that game. Uh, then I played against uh, Matt Farr, um, where he had the Neonum uh, Snap, um, the new A Wing, the new PS5, Zari. Not mm -hmm. sorry, um, 
yeah, Zari. Uh, ZZ. ZZ, there we go. ZZ Tlow. Yeah, and uh, Greer. So, uh, 2x, 2as. Um, that was just a bloodbath on both sides. How did you find ZZ? Because on paper, that, that A-Wing looks phenomenal. Well, she doesn't play by A-Wing rules, where living by when you spend your, whether it be dice or when the A-Wing decides to spend their focus. So she can afford to, even if she can bump, shoot another ship at PS5 and then get a focus. So she's kind of mm-hmm. always, she's always got it. Or shoot, not have to spend the focus, just pot shot something. Not spend anything, even if you're all like um, blanket or double eyes, like the optics into the two. You just let it bounce off um, and then get the evade. So then you've got to focus evade for if anything nasty is coming through. So it's tough and like having to keep multiple guns on her. She was alive at the end of winter time. She was the last thing on the board. And you were going to kill her with what I had left. So I just had to let that go and just turn the tape points from everywhere else. Um, and then the last game I played against you and Fall, so we both had a father and son, same, same as Bob. Um, and he had the quite an interesting list of Kylo with Magpul's missiles and um, heightened perception, I think. Um, Rush. Just walk, and- just walk us through how the how the Kylo with Magpul's <clears throat> missiles works, Rob, because I think that's really interesting. Well, they didn't go off in my game. okay so they didn't work well I I, so Kylo came around the corner um, and I had three buzz droids and two torpedoes facing him so he ran away Um, so okay uh, but in regards regards to the reaction it should work in a case of does he what's the question so so so, uh, for those listening at home that, that aren't familiar with this this interaction, it's one that um, we, we've been bouncing around in the chat today after this list came up. So Kylo Ren has um, got his ability of I'll show you the dark side, which is when it's assigned, if there's no face-up damage card on it, the player who assigned it searches the damage deck for one pilot damage card uh, and places it on that card. Shuffle the damage deck. When you would suffer one critical damage, you're instead dealt the face-up damage card on this, then remove this card. So effectively, it's the same as... Would, uh, it would, it was similar to what it was in first prediction. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yes. It so would. it's the... Basically, Kylo gets shot at, yeah. spends the force for the... Um, I'll show you the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then when he shoots with the Magpulse warheads, because they're the, the new missile, range one to three, three dice, yeah. uh, two charges... Spend one charge. If it's if this attack hits, the defender suffers one crit damage, then gains one deplete and one jam token, and then cancel all hit and crit results. So the interaction there is effectively saying that um, after Kylo's done the I'll show you the dark side for something like panicked pilot. Well, this it's it's in the it, they suffer one crit, so yes, they get the yes. show the dark side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just an interesting interaction uh, with Kylo to do the um, I'll show you the dark side, and well, yeah, then it's a guaranteed crit. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's the only consistent way that Kylo could deal a crit now. Because before it is, it was just variants. But he's le- he's leaving his target with two stress tokens, uh, a jam token, and a disrupt token. Is it? A- no, it's uh, one deplete. Uh, yeah, so if it's the if it's the panic pilot, it's the it's two stress, one deplete, and one jam. Yeah, that's so yeah, actually that's if, no, actually. So if Kylo firing first so something like um heightened perception on him now is great 
Although you'd probably want to get Kylo shot by something first so he can show you the dark side. Yeah. True. Which then comes a case of... Do you, but the, if you can heighten perception against anything to even to knock off um, target lock for a possible talk coming in or something threatening against another ship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, so there's certainly some interesting stuff there with Kylo mm-hmm. and, and the Magpulse warheads. Um, there's a lot of action going on at the moment in the uh, in with First Order at the moment in the uh, Las Vegas Open. That's not what we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. But yeah, I was it's, just uh, look at it's the, definitely the, one that the top thirty two is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's it's definitely uh, the points uh, change have been favourable to them and probably to Scum. Yeah, Scum's seeing a bit of a renaissance. So yeah, is there anything yeah. we want to? Sorry, go ahead. Look, looking at the sort of top sixty four, there are an awful lot of Scum. And you would not have seen that a fortnight ago. Mm. Um, should, I'll just round up, off that list. That was um, Kylo Ren with Hyper Perception and Pulse Missile. Rush with Pattern Analyzer. Not Pattern Analyzer. Uh, it was Prime Flusters. Um, and Midnight with um, Fanatical. Interesting. So effectively you've got a, a 2, 5 and 6. And, and it's, then... also, it's also two ships that are possible shutdowns against mods. With yep. the jam and midnight's ability. No, absolutely, and and then obviously rush jumps up to initiative yep. six when they uh, lose their shields. Yep. Is it when they lose their shields, or is it in the uh, damage? Delta damage. Ah, okay. Uh, look, me, I was on just on a pot shot with a I say pot shot with a top. Um, <laughs> I managed to, it's to, not exactly a pot shot there, Rob. Not not really. Not when um, I put double hit, uh, double hit, double crit. When he rolls one eyeball and then takes a, dir- a direct hit, so oh. yeah. So, let's not forget a, uh, a pot shot with some torpedoes killed a lot of innocent Empire people on really the uh, the first Death Star. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a crock pot. <laughs> so yeah, really it interesting was, list. If the room was was interesting, there was a lot of sort of. Um, generic supporting name pilots in a mm. lot of the lists and there are a couple of Boba Fens that mm. does seem to be a really viable list if you can work out how to to tackle the beef I mean Boba Fens been strong for a while it was uh, I mean the uh, the Dutch took it to Worlds um, and really the only change with it at the moment is that people have changed the prox mines which aren't hyperspace legal now to protons um, and there's a lot of it popping up I'd expect to see a lot of it this weekend at the Sith Taker Open and uh, the weekend after at the uh, UK System Open. Well, I see a lot of it through Al at uh, IQ, um, but he runs it with a ridiculous bid. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a, I think it's in like the low, low eight, the 180 something. Yeah, yeah he's about a 16 yeah. point bid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Um, but so it, the, but the, you're the, sitting with a, with a bother that it doesn't matter, kind of. He can, he's always in a. He's always got mods. It doesn't matter what he does. He's got force. He's got his re rolls. He's got fe- he's got fearless. He's um he, he's he's a bit of a force if he, if he gets into you. Yeah, and it's it is now all about the passive mods. I think uh, I, yeah. I as I say I had three games that were um, dice rolling competitions at least as far as I was concerned because the the four jumps just don't really have anything in the way of mods. And if my dice were better than average, then I did well. And if they weren't. I did badly. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Al's list, and as I say, he definitely outflew me. But with his list, he's got so many mods that are just stacked there, ready and waiting to go. 
that he's always got the advantage if he can dictate the the combat to happen as he would wish. You know, if he's able to take the the range one single target, all that sort of stuff, he's in a great place with Boba Fett. But with Slave One, with the title, he's able to dictate that at his own will. If it's a bad engagement, he can opt to not do it. Yeah, and that's where I think it comes into its own with a really strong list in its current meta. If you look at some of the changes to uh, pilots being rotated out from the various lists, um, having an I-5 and an I-6 that has a big 16-point bid um, is phenomenal, especially when that I-5 can decide to change the direction of his, yep. his manoeuvre. Yeah. yeah, it's big. It's really good. Um, and it, it's, it's odd with the points changes. We are seeing some staples hanging around like Boba, but then the, the, the jump masters are just, you just haven't seen them since 2.0 yeah. came out because they were so bad. And it's not so much the point reduction as the addition of the cannon. And I managed to make Tel Travura trigger on my game against Paul, as I mentioned before. And time was called just after Paul had shot Tel Travura. And it made the difference between uh, me scoring 156, sorry, Paul scoring 156 points and Paul scoring like um, 128. I scored 135. So it was a difference between a win and a loss. And there was then a debate at the end as to whether or not he got half points, oh, sorry, full points for Teltravura having knocked him off the board or whether he just got half points. And it was a pretty obscure corner of the rules because, of course, no one's seen Teltravura for a long time. So um, happily, producer Tim was in the house and managed to find the rules reference, which is crystal clear. And the answer is that even though Teltravura has been shot so much, he leaves the board, he goes into reserve and he's, he is placed in reserve and he's not removed from the game. Uh, that's from the, the rules reference and then from the uh, tournament, referent, tournament uh, rules reference. It is absolutely clear that uh, you do not get points for ships that are in reserve. That's so that was a good so, one, so, so if on time... It's essentially Tell can sit in reserve on that final turn, even right at the beginning of, of the engagement phase whether it be he could land on a rock, you could um, blow him up that way uh, you could blow him up yourself to guarantee points left at the end um, Yes, you absolutely could but in fact it wouldn't make it, why would you blow him up yourself? Because either he's in reserve and you've got the points because he's in reserve or he's on the board sure. And you've got the points. Ah, true. The and, and then he's and, and actually, okay. actually, what it means is that if you keep an eye on the clock with Teltravura and he's already below half, you have absolutely nothing to lose by going for the god shot. Yeah. And you can plow him right up to range one and do your worst, and you have absolutely nothing to lose, which is weird, but also quite cool, I think. Mm -hmm. And if you can manage to make that that happen. First of all, you are managing the clock really well. Secondly, what are you doing with Teltrabura below half points? But thirdly, your opponent is going to look quite confused. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the only other ship that this is probably really applicable to, not hyperspace legal, but is uh, Moralo Ival. Um, it's probably a, a, an interaction there where actually if it's coming down to one hole and you've got a charge left, just fly off the board. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Moralo, in fairness, isn't a ship we've seen a lot of. 
you, no, could fly, no, you, could, you could fly and tell off the board if needed. Um, it, as a case of a large, if, if you're running against time, there's only like a minute left. You could just fly off the board and put yourself on the other side of the board. And it's Does that your, um, count for tell? Well, it's destroyed, isn't it? fled the battlefield. Does that no, count? It's, it's, it's an if you would be destroyed. Oh, okay. So being destroyed is technically different from fleeing. Ah, uh, Okay. And and there is a there is a distinction. A ship that has taken a number of damage cards equal to or exceeding its uh, hull and shield value mm-hmm. is destroyed. Whereas a ship that flies off the edge of the board has is uh, a fleeing ship. It's it's fled the battlefield. And tell only kicks in when you, he would be destroyed, not when he would flee the battlefield. He doesn't get Morallo's ability as well as uh, as well as the regeneration ability. But it has changed since one point because in one point he would just sit there and then take another round of shooting. You well, just have to kill him twice. Works. <laughs> well, it's a case um, of, like, Tell could die and then come back, I'd say, at the other side of the board edge, and it's going to take your opponent a hell of a, a couple of rounds to get back in to try and finish him off. Yeah, I mean, I, I did lose him to Alan Watson, and mm. I put him behind Bobber, who was at about um, probably range... The range two from the edge of the board ish uh, so that I could fly ahead of Bobber and block Bobber mm-hmm. and what it meant was that Bobber ended up banging into the, the back and whilst that actually Al had the choice of, of taking a move or, or receiving the block, tactically it was better for him to, to take the block it turned out, but he did end up uh, damaging his own Bobber with his own proton bomb mm-hmm. because I'd managed to block him in with, with Morello sorry, uh, Teltravera yeah. I mean, interestingly as well, because he's redeployed, you get to choose the orientation of his arc. <laughs> Do you? I did yes. not know that. That's yeah, because you, you're yeah. deploying a ship. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I had wondered about that and I didn't really ask. Should have. Ah, that's good. Um, and the other rules one that happened, um, the way that ships have been kicked out of hyperspace means that ships that you wouldn't have seen in volume are more common. Uh, Producer Tim was running five TIE Advanced and they of course are turning a hit to a crit and that led to a discussion about what happens when Advanced Targeting Computer meets the plated hull of the Republic Y-Wings. And Advanced Targeting says that after you perform a primary attack against the defendant you got locked roll an additional dice and change one hit result to a crit result. Whereas Plated Hull says, while you defend, if you're not critically damaged, change one crit to a hit result. That's a simple case of defender modifies first. Yes. So if, if, the, if the, the Y-Wing goes first and if the crit has been rolled out of hand, then the Y-Wing can change one of those crits to a hit. However, the uh, tie advanced can still flip a hit to a crit after the plated hole step has has been taken and that's uh, another one which is uh, not quite a corner case but you wouldn't see those two sorts of ships on the board that often and and sometimes just remember the the basics of the rules reference that defenders modifying first in that situation true but it's also a case that this new format's allowing other things to have a bit of limelight in a, in, in a, I think that's part of the beauty of this hyperspace um, format, that these things that would never would never be coming up are starting to now. 
like I'm, I'm curious about what the next rules interaction, which you would never really think of, or be incredibly edge case, which might be prevalent now. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting today to see that happen. But you know, I, I've never been near a jump master at a tournament since 2.0 came out because they mm. were crippled by the uh, reds. Yeah, and they were overcosted. Yeah, and and they were expensive. Now I think with I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd take four again. Because mm-hmm. three do the job that you're looking to them to do pretty well. They they block, 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 and take up a lot of real estate on the board. You don't really need a fourth one. And I'm I'm looking at, at swapping out Teltravera probably for an escape shuttle, but maybe uh, a named uh, skick with um, the coordinate, the red coordinate action on it. Um, what's that called? Squad leader. Squad leader. Squad leader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that way the possibility of double modded shots opens up and, and it was a little bit frustrating being limited to a single action on each of the jumps. You really want them to be doing doing a bit more and, and luxury target locks are all very well, but I think I managed to take one of those today. And the jump style is so limited that you can't really play to come in, take a target lock, get out again, then come around and use it. Everybody knows they're going anti-clockwise around the board. <laughs> but they have so much hold behind two green dice, which is really cool. I'm surprised you didn't run the four with contraband in Iron Cannons. Look, I, yeah, I looked at it. I'm looking at a few different options. One of the issues is that whilst I've invested in two of the conversion kits, you only get one contracted scout in each conversion kit, which yeah. is super tight FFG. So yeah. I, I, I've got to, I may look at picking up a, a third one. Um, and whilst the abilities on tell and on nom are cool, mm-hmm. I wonder if having a third I2 jump master and something to coordinate might be better. And that leaves a whole ton of room for really interesting upgrade combos. You can well, start yeah. doing interesting stuff like Kira and um, BT1 and triple zero, all sorts of stuff. Um, who is it that lets you attack at range zero? Uh, oh, yeah, Omkar lets you take an action at range zero, doesn't he? If, uh, yes. in exchange for a shield that sort of stuff might be quite interesting but you forget about everyone's favourite jump master Manoru that's going to give you that second mod yeah that's a possibility definitely um, Manoru may be the way to go because uh, getting double mods with the iron cannon shot really more than any other ship and I played iron cannons and iron turrets quite a lot in 2.0 more than any other ship they are useful on the jump master if you know where your opponent is going, he's having to do a one forward, you can arrange to block, you can arrange to set yourself up in really nice spots to, to nuke stuff. And um, Once one of uh, Will Watley's A-Wings got ioned, that was it, really. Um, mm-hmm. He just got surrounded by, by the jumps, and they just had fun. Right, well, I think that about uh, wraps up for today's episode then. So, without further ado, it's goodbye from Rob Ram. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Bob D. Only six days to go to the open. Hooray, ta-da. Uh, and here's goodbye from me. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Okay. Join your-